Welcome to your Coach On Demand. I'm Dr. Greg Ketchum. I'm a psychologist and executive coach and a former radio talk show host. And in this interview series, I'll be speaking with some very inspirational people who have great ideas that will help you reach that next level of fulfillment in your work and in your life. Give a listen, and I think you'll be glad you did. My guest today, Rebecca Watson, has spent nearly 20 years coaching senior leaders on how to create high-performing teams and a healthy, vibrant culture in their workplaces. She is a master coach, author, speaker, and online trainer, hoping to share her knowledge as widely as possible so people don't suffer under poor leadership. Her most recent book is entitled Conscious Leadership and the Power of Energetic Fields. Rebecca is based in London, England. Welcome, Rebecca, and thank you for being a guest today on Coach On Demand podcast. Thank you, Dr. Greg. Lovely to be here. Now, you're a thought leader in the field of human consciousness, and your latest book is called Conscious Leadership and the Power of Energetic Fields. Can you raise our consciousness by telling us about the central ideas in your book and in your work? Uh, well, I'm not sure I can, but I'll, um, I'll explain what it's about. <laughs> Basically, there's three main ideas in my book. The first is that leaders have a huge amount of power to influence other people. And so it's really important that they don't operate from fear, but that they become conscious of the states that they're in and choose to operate from calm or, you know, optimism, maybe, or joy, that they're operating from positive states, if you like. Because the second point is that emotional states are contagious. Okay. We are animals that pick up other people's emotional states. So if somebody walks in the room and they're really, really angry, it can make other people feel angry for no re real reason. I'm getting a sense of kind of determined confidence from you right now. And so that's kind of how I'm feeling. Is this, is this what you're talking yeah. about? <laughs> Maybe that's, that's what I was uh, trying to portray at the beginning. So that's a good, good sign. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we are creating an energetic field between us. So, you know, how do we want to be? Do we want it to be positive and therefore we can have healthier and happier lives? Or are we just going to go around unconscious, spreading all of our bad states to everybody? So that's the second point of the book. And yeah. then the third part is that I believe we're all on a path of conscious development. So as children, we can see that children's consciousness develops. And actually, as adults, we then continue to develop consciousness. Um, and I use a model of seven levels of consciousness that I, I work with my clients on. And it's very useful as a guide to help us as humans understand that, you know, we're not lost. There's like a map of the territory and we can at any one time say, where's my level of consciousness right now? What I'm trying to do is help people become conscious in the moment of the level that they're in and then choose if they want that level great go ahead if they don't then choose something else and especially leaders okay well now i find this point to be very intriguing about energetic fields that you talk about uh, that a whole team or organization has an energetic field and the quality of that field usually depends on the thoughts that the leader is running about themselves and everyone around them. Now, I got to say, this sounds a little bit new age like. Mm -hmm. Help us understand how this energy field actually works and what it is you're actually talking yeah. about. I mean, it does sound new agey, but you know what? When I explain it to people, it, it's just something that we already innately know. 
So we're just reminding people that they already get this. There's times when we're with somebody and we walk away and we're exhausted. We don't feel good about ourselves. And then there's other people that we love to hang out with. That's it, really. Right. Would another word for that be yeah, vibe? Exactly. I, I can relate more to that word than an energy field, <laughs> although I, I understand what you're saying by that. But, you know, I think everybody understands that, you, you, the vibe that you pick up yeah, from someone. absolutely. And actually, the reason I call it energy is because everything is just energy. So we're sort of little bubbles of vibrating energy. I also work with leaders on how to gain more energy throughout the day rather than lose it. So it's not just necessarily if you're in a positive or a negative state. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Well, so you, you say that if we understand how we are creating our feelings and constantly reflecting different energy, we could then choose what feelings and energy we, we would like to be in for most of the time. So how do I actually choose to be in a different energy if someone or something has put me into a negative mood, which, which is not difficult yeah. for people to do with me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and that's such a great question, Dr. Greg, because that is the point. This is work. We have to first say, wow, this experience has put me in a negative mood. We could stay in blaming the other or the situation, or a conscious leader, a conscious person would say, well, I'm going to maybe even write down some of the thoughts that I'm running right now about, say, this other person then I can see, ah, these are the thoughts that I'm running that no wonder are leading to me to feel like this. The, the work is then choosing to not say that those thoughts are wrong. We just put those thoughts aside. But the work is really to expand our version of the person, maybe expand the field, if you like, and say, well, what else could I think that's also true that would change my state? For example, perhaps I can just notice that this person's really struggling today. So we're just expanding our view and the possibility of, you know, why this person is like this, that it's not personal, that it's about mm -hmm. them. These sorts of new thoughts allow us to relax a little normally and maybe even have compassion for them. And now we're in a completely different level of consciousness. Right. I totally agree with and follow what you're saying there, but it presupposes, and this gets at the uh, core of your work, that you are consciously aware of what mm. feeling state or what thoughts mm -hmm. you're running through your mind. And isn't that like sort of the foundation of what we're talking about here, your conscious awareness? Yes, absolutely, Dr. Greg. And there's many, many people talking about how to do this in many different ways. So, my technique is just to write down what am I thinking right now? Maybe even the body gives us feedback. So if we're not mm -hmm. feeling too good in the body, then normally that's because we're running some thoughts that, you know, are not making us feel good. So why would we even want to stay in that state? Right. And I think for a lot of people, it's difficult to shift out of a negative emotional state. Do you have any, I mean, what have you found to be mm. most effective. Certainly writing those things, feelings down, I can see the benefit of that. Are there other things that you found that, that really help yeah, with that? Yeah, I think the most important thing is intention. The most important thing is to say, I have only so many seconds and minutes of a life to live, and I'm going to choose to feel differently. So that's one thing. And then other more practical things, maybe 
leaving the room, leaving connection with the person, going for a walk in nature, breathing, you know, all these things, yoga, people have all their different amazing ways to come back to sort of a grounded, centered place within themselves. And then they can do the work more easily. Well, it sounds like the concept is choosing a different state to be in or to move yourself to a different state, but that each person may have their own particular way that they find is successful yeah, for them. Absolutely. We we tend to already have these strategies. I'm just reminding people and making it conscious to them, that's all. I gotcha. Well now you say that we're all on a path of conscious development, but most leaders don't know where they are on that path. This is a very big idea, and I like it, but can you help us understand what it means in practical terms for our listeners? Yeah, I mean, this is my belief, right? But I'm holding this belief that people are innately wanting to develop towards more self-awareness and more control over their emotional states, and that belief helps me work with my clients. And I use a model that's um, got seven different levels of consciousness, Basically, the model is split between the first three levels we're operating from a place of fear and the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh levels we're operating from a place of joy or just we're doing something because we love it innately. Yeah, I like that. Do you find that that most people are that way, operating out of a level of fear? Yeah, I think we all are, you know, naturally because we're animals and we need to stay alive. We need to get our needs met. So... I think it's really tough for us, mostly, you know, me included, Dr. Gray. Yeah. That's why yeah. it's nice to have support from somebody that's completely independent and, and who's trained to not be affected mm-hmm. by your mood. That's really a huge part of the coach's training, right? That, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense to me. Well, now we like to uh, give our listeners three action steps they can take to try out with the ideas that we've discussed today. What action steps you have for our listeners today? um, The first action I have is whoever you are, whether you're a leader or not, it doesn't matter. Just write down on a piece of paper two columns. Under the first column is what drains your energy. And just write down all the things that you're already aware of that drain your energy. And that might be people or it could be activities like doing your tax return, you know, some of these things. (laughs) That certainly will do it. (laughs) (laughs) That does it for most people. Yeah. Um, And then on the other side of that, draw a line down the middle of the page and then the other column have what brings me energy and just to become aware of who you are uniquely. Uh, So that's the first tip. And obviously we can, you know, try and do more of what brings us energy and less of what drains us. I like that. The the second tip is for anyone that's leading a team or a company or even, you know, if your parents, you're a leader, you can get your colleagues or your team to do this exercise as well for the workplace. So if everybody in your team does a list of in the workplace, what drains their energy and what brings them energy, you may even find amongst a team that what drains me actually brings someone else energy. So they can swap those activities. And I I really encourage leaders to be very flexible with this. And that's how you can create real bars, real energy in in your team, and really high performing team. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense too. And the third tip is uh, for any leaders listening, 
um, you can join my online course, which is called Creating High Performing Teams. And I created this course out of, you know, nearly 20 years of coaching CEOs and directors that are paying lots of money for coaching one to one. And I just thought I want to spread this knowledge, you know, what I've gained from them, what works to any level of leadership. So even if you're just a new team leader, you know, this is a good course for you. Well, those are great uh, action steps. I appreciate that. Now, let me ask a question here. What level are you in in terms of consciousness? And, and, and when you're in a level, I mean, is it, is it, if you say like, hey, man, I'm a seven plus, does that mean you're that way all the time? Or is it like episodic? <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, that's such a great question. I think the first three levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, level one survival, level two belonging am I loved level three is have I got enough status in my communities or if you lose your job and you can't pay your bills you're just going to go straight to level one and that's what we need and I guess the highest level I've attained is I would say level six which is collaboration which is where everyone's bringing their own unique skills and they're different to mine and we're really listening to each other and really seeing if out of that field we can create something between us that's new and you know that's in a way, what we're doing here, Dr. Greg, you know, we're just collaborating. Level seven is hard for me to explain to clients because I haven't been there. It's probably pretty much enlightened. Um, I guess there are people that once you're enlightened, you would just never go back. You know, once once you know that Father Christmas doesn't exist, you can never mm-hmm. not know that. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, Rebecca, um, I really appreciate you being my guest today. I think our listeners are going to learn a lot from you. And uh, thank you for being my guest. It's been my pleasure. And thank you for inviting me, Dr. Greg. You bet. I've been speaking with Rebecca Watson, who's a master coach, author, speaker, and online trainer. If you're interested in checking out Rebecca's course or any of the other online course offerings from Interprofessional, go to talentplanet.com forward slash be here now, and that's all one word, and enter the code be here now to receive $100 off any of the interprofessional course offerings. Hey, thanks for listening and be on the lookout for our next Coach on Demand podcast. Why should we hold up the parade? Come on, let's beat it. Good night, everybody, and thanks. Thanks again. Good night. <laughs>